Welcome everybody to the Raw Dogs Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, along with Matt. What's up? Uh, follow us on Twitter at Raw Dogs Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Raw Dog Eric. Matt is on at M underscore Marshall21. Raw Dogs on Facebook. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. My phone is on vibrate, and there should be no exceptions. <laughs> Fuck it, we're going to roll with it. Damn. Um, all right. Watch. Let's just jump straight into it. I've got I've got some news mixed with opinions. Um, I mean, we don't really have any shows to cover. Uh, oh, something I want to make an announcement of real quick. I'm going to be starting a podcast in about, oh, three weeks-ish, two and a half, something like that. I can't remember. I think it's the 24th. But it's going to be called Extreme to the End, and I'm going to be covering ECW, um, basically from the show right after when Shane Douglas threw down the NWA title and proclaimed himself the heavyweight champion of ECW, which would very shortly thereafter become Extreme Championship Wrestling. Which was cooler shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's that's one of the best wrestling moments ever. Um, it was ballsy as hell, and 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 I've been doing my research. You know, I subscribe to the Observer and the Torch, and the politics that went into motivating him to do that are really interesting. So oh, that, that's sure, yeah. the debut episode of this is going to be really good because I'm going to dive deep into the politics of what led up to it. But basically, going to be watching the shows as they happened in real time. Uh, what 23 years ago? Because I'm going to be starting. August, I think August 24th, 1994. I don't have that date right in front of me, but I believe it's August 24th, 1994. And I'm just going to watch the shows as they happened on the date. Even if the pay-per-view is actually on a Saturday and it falls on a Tuesday, whatever. I'm just going to match the dates up just to keep things simple. But I'm going to watch them on the day and then do uh, and then do a wrap-up very shortly thereafter. And it'll either be me doing solo or maybe it'll be Matt. Maybe it'll be different people. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know yet, but I know that it, it's going to happen. And it's called Extreme to the End, so I'm going to start, you know, making the Twitter and making all the shit and get it rolling, but just to give everyone a heads up that it's coming. Um, I've got some opinions and some news. Let's start off with... Well, is there anything you... Is at the front of your mind you can't wait to talk about? Um, really just, I mean, the product as a whole right now. I, I know that's probably what you're leading okay. up to. Okay, being... yeah, we can definitely start with that. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you go ahead and start? I've been talking. Go ahead. Um... I mean, for me, it's, I don't know, it's so hard to be like, oh, yeah, the ratings are bad, everything's bad, abandon ship. Because definitely, and especially with television as a whole, it goes in spurts. Like, even when you look at, like, television shows that have been on forever, and you look at their ratings, and there's there's times where their ratings are shitty because, you know what, you can't always just come up with gems. You can't always just, you know, produce the best possible product. And, I mean... The WWE would be the first people to tell you that, yeah, they've had their own problems in the past where things have gone just like that. Like, they've had shitty rating spots and, like, they've pulled out of it, but it happens. It's it's a vicious cycle where it's going to happen. Things are just at a point now where it's not great, but just bear with us. I mean, that's that's just my opinion on it because I know – the WWE is not just going to like go under overnight. It's well, not going to be like, well, you know, we we drew a we drew a point eight and we're we're done. Sorry guys, well, we're out. <laughs> I, that being said, I've got some things to throw at you. For starters, we're coming up on SummerSlam. By the way, 
Spoiler alert, I'm a little bit less optimistic than you are. We're coming up on SummerSlam right now. Everyone knows since God knows how long, I think it's probably always been this way, the ratings after SummerSlam plummet. They plummet until we get to Royal Rumble. The ratings right now are pretty fucking bad. Can you yeah. imagine what these ratings are going to look like in two months? Um, it's only going to get worse. Unless they could, you know, <laughs> unless some miracle happens, it's only going to get worse. And judging by what's been going on for the last few years, it's going to get worse. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd say, so. I'd say so, yeah. But That's the thing, the, is like you have two champions right now. One of them's not on television at all. One of them people really don't give a fuck about. And people actually make fun of because it's like, this guy lost matches endlessly early in his career, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're going to put the belt on him? Like, whatever happened to the whole Triple H moniker of, oh, you know, the guy doesn't make the title, or the, the title doesn't make the guy, the guy makes the title. Like, what happened to yeah. that little moniker? Now you're just laughing at that. Well, without delving into specifics like gender, because, you know, I'll be the first to say gender has all of the ingredients to be a great heel champion. The problem was he wasn't booked right, and he was thrown in there out of nowhere. That's why no, that's why he's not over. That's why everyone's pissed off that he's the champion. If he would have had a good a good rise with some momentum, I'd be fine with him. I mean, I think, you know, the guy's a good promo. He's a hell of an athlete. He's got all the ingredients. Oh, definitely, it was just, yeah. it, it was just the out-of-nowhere push. But, um... But no, back to the back, big picture wise, you know, when we talk about the state of WWE, I heard something interesting. I think this was last week, uh, the Don Tony Kevin Castle, Kevin Castle show. I think I might be getting these numbers wrong, but I believe in 2001, the average age of a wrestling fan was, I think, 24 or 28. I'm not exactly sure. Do you know what the average age of a wrestling fan is today? I'd honestly go... I'd go probably 14 or less. 54. 50, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the thing, and I'm going to break it down real easy That's, for you, and I'm pretty passionate yeah. about this because I think I'm pretty fucking right. WWE has doubled down on let's advertise to kids for a yeah. variety of reasons. You know, when, when you have a family-friendly product, you can get the sponsors. It makes TV easier. There, I'm not saying there aren't motivations to have a PG product. There are. But here's the here's the issue. Um, back during the Attitude Era, that's where a lot of their core audience came from, was right. the people that watched during the, you know, me. Um, that's where a lot of their core audience was, was born, or, mm-hmm. or, or was harvested, whatever you want to call it. The seeds were planted in the Attitude Era. Back in the Attitude Era, when kids watched wrestling, it was cool. It oh, was yeah. something that, you know, Absolutely, if your parents yeah. walked, walked in, you'd be like, hey, yeah, you don't need to stay in here. Like, you know, there might be some things that you might be nervous about. Your, I mean, I remember plenty of times my mom walked in and, you know, it was like kind of shaking her head, almost like ready to turn oh, it likewise. off. Like, Absolutely, not yeah. let me watch it. Like, it was edgy shit and it was cool to watch mm-hmm. and it was cool to talk about. There's no kid over the age of six or seven going to school talking about wrestling anymore. I mean, Jesus Christ, I, I know I get shit for watching wrestling still. I'm like, sure you it, do too. Like, yeah. Well, not so much. Cause, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, I don't give a shit. But I, don't either, the, but. <laughs> I mean, the. You know, it, it's not fucking cool anymore. Those kids aren't watching as long as they did. No. And now, you know, they grow up and you know, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know what the age is, but they're just like, God, this is fucking stupid. And then they don't watch it anymore. They're not watching it into their like preteen years, like maybe mm-hmm. just shy of high school. Like they're not watching it as long. That's and the they're thing definitely too, not, is, If you want you know, to cater, God, sorry. No, no, go ahead. That's the thing, too, is if you want to cater a product to young children, you have to figure something the fuck out. Because guess what? Kids don't have jobs. Kids can't go buy your merchandise and go uh-huh. buy your tickets and shit. They have to beg mommy and daddy for it. And if mommy and daddy don't have the money, guess what? They ain't going. My first wrestling event I ever went to, 
I was 24 years old because I bought my own tickets. The first wrestling t-shirts I ever got, probably about 16, 17, because I bought them myself. Because my parents never had the money for that shit. I was a long, I was a lifelong wrestling fan, but guess what? I never was able to go to events. I was never able to buy the merchandise because I never had the money. Yeah. But and you're going to turn around and try and tell me like, oh yeah, things are great, things are fine, when well, you're catering to an audience that really can't can't help you. Here, here's the other thing. Uh, to get back to the finances, because you know everyone's been saying for a while, well, WWE's, you know, the ratings are down and everybody hates the product, but they're still making money. Uh, well, <laughs> they're not. I got some bad news for you yeah, now. They're not. The, there, there is some some insight into the uh, uh, the financials of WWE. More will be found out next week. Uh, I'm getting my info from Meltzer mm-hmm. and the Observer, which I recommend everyone subscribe to because it's got an ass load of information. The guy is the best at what he does. Like, I love. He is. I love Bruce Pritchard's pure hatred for Del- Dave Meltzer, oh, though. <laughs> I fucking love that. Fuck, fuck Meltzer. <laughs> but no, I I basically, fuck him. <laughs> he, he was reporting the financials from last year. WWE operates in, in the hundreds of millions of dollars as far as revenue goes. Yeah. As far as profit goes, I don't I don't remember the, the exact numbers, if it was last quarter or a year ago this quarter, but their profit was less than $1 million. Now, that might sound like, oh, you know, $950,000. It's still profit. Um, for a company as large as WWE is, that's not shit. That's fucking horrible. No. That's, that's cutting it close to breaking even. $1 million off of a company that runs, you know hundreds of millions in revenue each quarter that one million dollars is not raking in the gold no um and there's a reason why they've gotten rid of their pyro now i understand pyro is expensive say that yeah you know there's all kinds of cost cutting measures they're not cost cutting uh just for the sake of oh well we only made an ass load of money and we want to make a little bit more than an ass load no they're cutting fucking costs because they're getting close to breaking even they're getting oh, yeah. close to losing money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't understand because I'm reading all these numbers in the Observer, and I think Meltzer's a little bit more optimistic than I am looking at those same numbers. Well, He's reading those numbers and, and, and putting kind of a positive spin on it. I'm reading those numbers and going, Jesus Christ, I'm surprised they haven't sounded the alarm yet. This does well, not sound good. Is it, it's, it's happened. It goes back to what I said previously of there being a vicious cycle. It's happened before. It happened, and I want to say, like 93, 94, ballpark area. Um, when profits were in the shitter, they weren't making money doing anything. And Vince at one point was, you know, siphoning his own money to the company and was actively looking for investors and was thinking if worst case scenario, if we can't pull out of this, I'll, I'll pitch an investor. And that's where the ICO pro thing came in. And that's why they had that for a while. And yeah, like revenue wasn't there. They weren't making money, but again, in pure Vince McMahon fashion, this man somehow was able to pull something out of his ass and, things went well i mean it's just right right now everything's just kind of in a shitter because there's a lot of talent that's just being misused well dude here's here, something else to put into perspective look at the the ages or the years in in, in perspective wwe had a or wwf whatever you want to call it in the 80s was huge exactly you yeah. know up until that those early 90s years you know 91 it probably was you know started to take a downfall i i don't know approximately I'd say but, you know so, let's yeah. you know from 85 or 84, it, it rose, and it peaked at around 91, we'll say. Then it fell yeah. back down in the early 90s, and then it came back up and took dominance in around 97. Yeah. You know, you're talking about a, you know, you're talking about five years of, 
you know, the, 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 that yeah. line going up and down as far as how to gauge oh, yeah. success. And um, you go further than that and say, like, probably, what, 99-ish, maybe early 2000s, things kind of tapered off. And then they, well, they, that, that's what I'm alluding to. Yeah. Um, things have come down since the early 2000s, and if they've gone up, it hasn't been very noticeable on the line. I mean, what, what, I know that the ratings back in 2000 and... Oh, God, what was it? I heard these numbers not too long ago. I think 2010, when things were actually pretty bad creatively with the company, they were still pulling in fours yeah. on Monday night. You know, they're down to twos now, mm-hmm. uh, or less than twos. You know, the, these ratings are steadily getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, and I'm talking over a long period, not, oh, well, this year we're not doing so good, but there's other stuff going on and, you know, all kinds of excuses. No, they've gradually gotten worse and worse. And my in my, my opinion, my theory, is that they're, they're literally just withering away at that hardcore audience. You know, people become fans again for, you know, however many years, and eventually they just reach a point where they go, ah, oh, fuck, I can't do this anymore, and they stop yeah. watching. Oh, no. I stopped okay. watching. I, I don't watch, I don't watch the weekly shows anymore. I moved yeah. out of my dad, moved out of my dad's house, and, you know, was faced with the option to get Sling or get cable, and I, and I realized, you know, I'm going to be paying $25 a month for Sling or, you know, whatever, for literally just so I can do this podcast and watch two weekly shows that I really do not want to watch. Yeah, I'm not yeah. paying that fucking money. No, I'm not okay. doing it. No, and that's that's the thing too is like, um, fuck, I had a point and I really forgot what it was now. Shit. But I mean, like, just when it goes back we'll go, to like the uh, the demographic of like fans who are diehard and who like, like you and I both, like we both have admitted to. We at one point we're like, yeah, fuck this shit, and we left and stopped watching it. Like I know I did, and then. And the craziest thing ever, and this is the reason why I'm a huge CM Punk mark, is because the night I returned, or yeah, the night I retuned back in, rather, was the night of the pipe bomb promo. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, shit. This is fresh. <laughs> this is new. I like this. Yeah. I like that guy. Because yeah. you could tell there was a pretty much large portion that was a shoot. And I was, oh, like, yeah. I was like, fuck oh, yeah. Okay, all right, I'm back. So I started watching it. You know, I watched through 29, 20, 29, or yeah, 28, 29, 30. Like, all those WrestleManias. And then, like, even, like, the last one, I was just like, well, thank God, you know, my girlfriend's birthday fell on it because that gave me an excuse to not watch it. And I mm-hmm. just went back, and I was just like, okay, this looks like shit. Fast forward. Oh, cool, that guy went over. Cool, fast forward, fast forward. Oh, the yeah. main event. Gee, wonder how the fuck this is going to end. Done. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't care. I didn't care. I, I didn't sit there for five hours because I was like, fuck that shit. Why would I, why would I watch that? Would I honestly want to watch it. And it's crazy because... I think, too, we've noticed a giant shift, and statistics will show, too, is that diehard fan like you and I and like that whole demographic are starting to switch to other things, i.e. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because Dude, the more, the more, new, the more new Japan becomes available to yeah. oh, you yeah. know, the, the average person you know, through whatever medium, through cable oh, yeah. or, or whatever, the more they become available, WWE's days are yeah. fucking numbered. What's Dude, they are. What's nuts? Like, I, I don't know if they... Uh, well, see, here's the thing that, that, that's crazy about Vince and WWE is Vince literally just... like I don't know if he makes it a point to just tune out everything else oh, in the world in around him. But he world. doesn't watch shit, and he doesn't no. give a fuck about what anyone else is doing. No. And that kind of... I hope to God that Shane... Well, I mean, I don't give a shit. I hope that, you know, for all I give a fuck, I hope the company goes bankrupt. But for, for his sake, I hope that Shane or Triple H or someone is keeping an eye on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because they're about to have a big threat right around the corner. Oh, yeah. And what's crazy is, last month, uh, the Young Bucks, Bullet Club... Uh, Cody Rhodes and the Villain Club. I can't remember what the hell the guy's name is. Marty something or other. All those shirts came out at Hot Topic. 
Top yeah. three selling shirts for the month. Number one was a Rick and Morty t-shirt. Number two was the Young Bucks. Number three was Cody Rhodes. Wow. A WWE, a WWE t-shirt had never cracked the top five before. And these two guys did it in their first month. Holy shit. That just goes to show the fan base that's legitimately there. And now yeah. you're going to know. Like Now you're going to actively know who is a fan of you know whatnot and who's a fan of the wwe like it's crazy like when i went to uh this is gonna sound really weird but kayla had her band camp like performance like i go and i'll watch like her like girls and what she puts out i watch her product per se yeah and i walked into the band room like i'm sitting there with talking to her and i'm looking around all these kids and stuff one girl's wearing a cody rhodes t-shirt another <laughs> kids another kids wearing a bullet club jacket the same exact one that i bought when i was in vegas and i was like holy oh fuck that's like crazy. they're here, it's, yeah. As as much as you want to tag an invasion type, like storyline to that, they're here. Yeah, and it's I mean it's all started with Cody Rhodes because he was a main guy who people know his fucking name, they know his father, they love him as a person. He was getting shit on religiously in WWE, and he said, "All right, fuck this, I'm out of here." And he openly admitted the other day, I just came across it. He's making three times more money now than he was in WWE. Holy fuck. And the Jesus WWE is supposedly Christ. mainstream and, you know, has all these routes where you can be, you know, whoever the fuck you want to be. And we make stars. But explain to me how this man is making three times more money now doing independence and working probably a third of the days that he was than he was, you know, in your supposed top company in the world. Yeah. And that's why the Bucks never go either. That's why both the Jacksons never go either because they know. They're like, They've been said it too. They're like, why the fuck would we go to WWE, get buried, yeah, shit. one, and two, work quintuple the amount of days we do now, and three, make no money. I mean, obviously, well, I mean, money is you know, the biggest factor for most people. Yeah. But, I mean, even if you take money out of the equation, hmm, stay on the independence where I have basically complete creative control of yeah, who my exactly. character is, exactly. or I can go play fucking uh, plumber versus the carpenter for fucking happy kitty hour on yeah. fucking raw Dumb shit yeah why, why why would you why would you do that like it's oh, just, yeah you know there, there's a reason the fucking morale in those locker rooms are is so fucking abysmal oh, yeah. i can't take people seriously when they come out and say listen here buster i'm gonna kick your patooter and i'm you know yeah. talking in fucking baby babble because you know oh yeah. no, no oh, cursing PG, yeah uh-huh. and, 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 you know me yeah. up. Yeah. The, the point is suspension of disbelief i mean I'm sorry. I, I know i've said this a hundred times i'm sorry but, wwe you're what probably 13 years 14 years removed from braun panties matches and the quote-unquote yeah. hla yeah Merrick bischoff fuck you don't lie to me <laughs> yeah well I, but i mean it's just i can't take the believability of no. like the heat you know like because they try to do real with brock and joe they tried it with brock and undertaker you know where oh they're peeling each other off of each other you know these guys mm-hmm. are you know they're you know they're blood red they're so angry at each other and then they're they're speaking in baby babble on the microphone yeah like if you want me to believe that brock lesnar legitimately wants to beat the shit out of uh samoa joe have him grab the microphone and say fuck you you know and bleep well, it out he did the uh but, you know the promotions I, for SummerSlam when he kicked the holy hell out of john cena when he suplexed him into fucking next year yeah the whole promo he cut where he's just like yeah i'm gonna leave him in a puddle of his own blood and urine and vomit and i was like fuck all right like that's unbelievable <laughs> like oh yeah being the guy that uh was the world heavyweight champion in the ufc that guy yeah i believe that like the yeah. last thing that honestly the last thing i think of that they did was that was believable that i sat there and went okay that makes sense holy fuck 
that makes sense, was when Brock beat The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. You, like I said, a, a man who won the UFC heavyweight title for real, punched people in the face for real, beat a 45-year-old man, duh. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, I'll be honest, when he beat him, it caught me off guard. My oh, jaw yeah, was hanging absolutely. on the floor oh, in yeah. total silence. But lo- looking back on it now, yes, it makes complete sense. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, no shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, the man who's literally a fucking freak of nature beat up a geriatric old man. Yeah, duh. <laughs> well, let's get on to uh, what do you think about, and I mean, I don't know, you haven't watched it, I haven't watched it, but apparently there's the possibility that Ambrose is going to turn heel on Rollins. Um, I, I I don't know. Okay, so I had a whole thought in my head about that. And to me, you can't. And I say you can't as in, like, you can't make Dean Ambrose heal off of that. Because, yeah. yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Because, okay, so Rollins broke up the shield. He fucked both his brothers, so to speak, and turned on them and took everything away. Went, won the world title, you know, was the... Yeah, and people the hate the fact that the Shield broke up, and sometimes yeah. that hate is channeled into boos for Rollins. Even though Rollins yeah. is over as a babyface, yeah. they will boo the mention of him breaking exactly. up the Shield. So, and if Dean Ambrose the, goes and starts beating his ass and starts turning on him or whatever, and we're going to go, oh, okay, cool, finally Dean got, you know, his one back on Seth. And then if you want to turn that into a program, by all means, for the love of God, do it, because those two guys, first off, would be magic together. Well, Second that's the thing. Off, you those could guys ha- aren't doing shit right now. You could have Ambrose turn on Rollins without turning Ambrose. Because I am starting to, you know, I'll admit it, I'm starting to actually see shades of truth to the comment that there aren't faces and heels anymore in WWE. I don't want to say that that the concept's completely gone out the window, that that the words never get used. Mm -hmm. But you're definitely seeing more characters that could arguably be both. So I think you could have Ambrose turn on Rollins and say, fuck you, no, I'm never trusting you fight me. You know what I mean? I, and I could right. see them then having a rivalry. I could see that. But if they try to go from Ambrose being the babyface that he is now, you know, because Ambrose was a heel in the shield, then he turned and became a babyface, and now if, you know, two years, two or three years later, he's supposed to go after you, ugh, Mr. Bad Guy! Like, it's not going to get over. No, not at all. Because WWE does heels pretty fucking horribly. Yeah. I, I, fucking Seth Rollins was probably one of the worst heel characters I've ever seen in my life on uh, television. I don't know. I like oh, Rollins. I like Rollins. I, I'll, I'll debate that all day long. Let's go, dude. Rollins was the worst <laughs> fucking heel character. No, I'm not... No, I'm not... Let me, let me clarify. I'm not putting down Tyler Black, Seth Rollins. I'm putting down his character and the way that he was written to be a heel. It was the most unbelievable... Horrible. I mean, it was literally a 1980s oh, yeah, generic oh, yeah. heel gimmick, and it yeah, was fucking not. terrible. Oh, yeah. It was. Oh, I'm gonna fuck my. He was literally. Over he was literally like, Mr. Weasel. Ugh, yeah. I'm a bad guy, and I do bad stuff. Ugh. Yeah. It was so oh, yeah. fucking non-believe. I hated that character with a passion. Yeah, it was. It was bad. I mean, he did really well with it, and he made you believe in the disdain for him, and the, and the fans did boo him. Yeah, but yeah, the, the writing was shit for that, and it was just dumb. Uh, I, I don't like I said I just don't think it's gonna work. If you want to do it, go for it. But I think your best option would just be turn Rollins again. But why? Well, see, it's a complex thing because I don't really think that there's any easy, obvious answer in the minds of anyone. Yeah. Because I mean, like, like let's say if you you know Ambrose forgives Rollins and they become a tag team and they go on a tag run, that would be okay. But then you're the, the question's always gonna be lingering. Okay, what about Reigns? And yeah. if you threw Reigns in with them. How would that go over? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't know. I mean, really, 
because is Roman Reigns Roman Reigns is in the title match at SummerSlam, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not so going to pull him okay, out of that. Why not? You know, yeah, of course not. God forbid, you know, yeah. Roman Reigns doesn't get a fucking title shot every three months, every what three weeks? Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, honestly, what if you ran a scenario where Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are like, oh yeah, like you know, it's bury the hatchet, whatever, yada yada yada. They bury the hatchet. They're all cool and kosher. And then they jump into that match at SummerSlam and fuck everyone over. And their buddy Roman Reigns goes over and is on top. And what's going to turn all three of those guys heel more than putting Roman Reigns over? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they're not. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's like, okay, now the shield's back and we're going to run roughshod on everybody. And guess what? Our guy's champion. I know you don't like him, but fuck you. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's, what that's, that's, that's what a good would, point. I was, if I was in creative, that's how I would do it. Like, well, yeah, but you know, we can talk about the uh, the things that we would do. Those aren't things that are going to yeah, happen because, because things that I come, <laughs> things that I come up with, things that you come up with, things that Joey comes up with, things that Mish comes up with, things that you know people that we listen to come up with. Hmm. Those are all logical conclusions that you know, in theory and in practice, would probably work out. We'd have better ratings. Yeah, well, we're talking <laughs> about the WWE here. Yeah. Okay, and, and see, that's another thing. Going into SummerSlam, you've got this four-way match with Brock, Joe, Braun, and uh, uh, and Roman. Yeah, which and sounds like a lot of fun. I, well, it, I, I, the match, you know, it, you, you've got a lot of talent in that match. Yeah. Um, but I'm really, really scared of a Roman going over on literally anyone. Just a, a Roman win is just so sour to me. The thought of that is just yeah. so motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, even if they book him strong and he gets screwed and another guy wins, I'm okay with that. I can digest that. But mm -hmm. I swear to God, if he fucking wins, I will put a bullet in my head. Well, what's nice is, all, I mean, all three guys really have a viable shot here. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, if, you know, at the end of this match, if, I, if none of us watched it, someone texts us and said, oh, Joe went over, we'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Or like, yeah, hey, yeah I, would, I wouldn't over. be shocked oh, at sense. any of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Roman, Roman, whatever. Well, fuck me. But yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. I get it. It sucks, but I get it. Yeah. Dude, I how mean, fucking I, great would it be yeah. for Braun to win? <laughs> well, that's the thing how? is, like, I know for me, I, as, you know, someone who has minimal experience with, like, the business itself, but experience nonetheless, I know, like, you know, always got to look to the future. And to me, with Roman, there's not much of a future there. No. Because. Okay, you got what you wanted, them being Vince. Time out, Got man. what you time, wanted. Time out, time out. You're, you're being logical again. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 you're not playing the WWE game. No. That's you're being logical. That's, yeah, I mean, I was circling back to, yeah, you got what you wanted, but where do you go from here? And yeah, exactly. the WWE always goes, well, I don't give a fuck, we'll figure it out. Guess what? Next pay-per-view, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus Samoa Joe, triple threat. What the fuck, man? Like, Dude, but see, that's the stop. thing, though. If, if, if you want to go logic, you know, I'm just thinking about, you know, Brock winning. You, or not not Brock. If Braun wins, Braun wins the championship, I could be entertained. I would I would damn near probably buy a, a cable subscription so that I could see Braun feud with a bunch of people between oh, now and Royal yeah. Rumble. Anybody. Anybody. I don't give a fuck who. Put him with Balor for like it was shit. He's entertaining as shit. Yeah. And he's, I mean, again, he's the monster among men for a goddamn reason. Like, he's yeah. incredibly strong and just super athletic for being as big as he is. So, yeah, honestly, put him with anybody and you're going to have gold. I don't give a shit who it is. And odds are it's probably going to be Roman for the first six weeks. 
until Roman wins the Royal Rumble and then he ends up facing, you know, whoever at WrestleMania. Yeah. Because we all know that's going to fucking happen. Fuck well, it. let's talk about, let's see. Um, let's, I mean, we could talk about, honestly, the the current SummerSlam card. That's what that I was going to say. Yeah. Aside from the main events, let's table the main events because we've got to talk about Nakamura and Jinder too. But <laughs> let's table the two main events and talk about the rest of the card. I don't have the card at the ready, but I did scam, skim through what you know is believed is going to be the matches. Yeah. And dude, this card's not looking good. It's yeah. really not. I mean, I don't. I don't think it is. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people are leaning towards that. I, I think there's potential, and again, here's me being forever the optimist. But yeah, you're definitely the optimist in this deal. There's yeah. There's, <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. That's good. Yeah, I mean, that works. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll be the baby face, even though I'm not good at that at all. But here we go. <laughs> uh, I mean, so Naomi versus Natalia, I, I think is pretty fucking cool because Natalia finally gets her chance. And that, I'm so glad I didn't pick her last pay-per-view because if I'd have picked her, then this shithead would have lost. I'd have been pissed. <laughs> I finally wanted this woman to go over, and she finally did. Yeah. And I'm just, I don't know. I think, honestly, we'll see a cash in there. That's just me. Okay. Being, okay. You know, predictable. Not predictable, but I think that's where we're going to be at with heel the, cash in on a heel. I think a heel cash in. Period. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's obviously. The thing. Well, that's the thing. Is okay. So Natalia wins, and she's supposed to be quote unquote the heel, but everybody and their mother knows she's struggling with that. Yes. <laughs> so why not? You know, she wins. Carmella cashes in. Sympathy goes towards Natalia. Yeah. So now you have your heel champion, and you have your face runner up. Now you're what saying I, turn Natalia, and I I hope to God you're right so. on that. Yeah, I would hope so. Especially consider when, when you consider, you know, how many years does Natalia have left? I wish she had 15, but let's oh, yeah. be real here. Um, how many years does she have left? And I mean, you know, most wrestlers like to go out as a babyface. Yeah, and I mean, most, like, not all. She's never won. I don't think has she. I mean, no, I, I don't have, think so. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't think she actually ever won the Divas Championship either. I know she's never won the current. But no, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. And that, I mean, if anyone deserves it, it's her. Yeah, she's paid her dues. She's busted sure. her ass, and she's incredibly talented. Yep, she's a heart for a fucking reason. Um, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey. What the, what the fuck? Honestly, <laughs> I mean, yay Bailey. Well, wait, is her fucking is her shoulder injury kayfabe or is it real? That's legitimate from what I've been reading, and oh, that's putting fuck. everything in doubt. And there's a whole article being run. Of you know possibilities, alternative routes to go in case Bailey can't perform. Well, dude, that's the thing. I mean, like, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't have anything against Alexa. You know, hashtag Akron Pride. But fucking, you you mentioned the word Bailey, and my eyelids get heavy. Yeah, it's just goddamn it. Like, I mean, they, they I mean, took I a fucking. I do. I think she's. Oh, I do too. As but a they person, took a. She's incredible, and I, she's a good in-ring worker. It's just they the, took a prepackaged success, and they found yeah. a way to fuck it up. Good and job, the gimmick, WWE. The gimmick is just shit, dude. Yeah. So it's bad horrible. now. And it, I never thought of the autistic thing until you guys mentioned it. Dude, it's so... And I'm looking and I'm going, fuck. It's so fucking cringeworthy. It's so oh, goddamn cringeworthy man, every damn. time. <laughs> oh. All right, well... Did, okay, did you hear this breaking news? Beep, 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 beep. Eva Marie quits WWE. Didn't this happen already? I, I hope so. I wish it did. No, unless, I thought... Unless that I was a glorious that... dream that I had. No, yeah, I know. No, I, I thought, thought that, 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 that fucking happened already. Yeah, I thought she walked out too. I, I think her contract finally expired. Oh, is the legitimacy? So like, she was she was done, but I think her, I think now she's legally done. 
Oh, all right. Which means I, all, I you saw that. all you independent bookers listening, you can book <laughs> the fine Eva Marie for no more, no less than nine ninety nine. Yeah, she's fucking a goddamn uh, a gem backstage. Oh, yeah. what I'm told. Oh, she's, oh, she's, she's the female version of Cody Rhodes for sure. She's she's gonna hit the independence, and her oh, career yeah. is gonna skyrocket. Oh yeah, she's gonna be the next big oh, thing. Motherfucker. All right, now. What's your take on the Woken Hardys? Dude, I can't wait for that. That's okay. That's so fun. To me, that's hilarious that the Hardys and whoever else was sitting in a room and they go, well, let's just do the Woken Hardys. Well, that's the thing. Is, <laughs> but, but see, with, with Woken Hardys, that's something. It's just like uh, Fashion Files. Yeah. It's something that I can see in a, a mashup compilation on YouTube the next day mm-hmm. from WWE. Yeah. So, you know, why would I tune in? Because, you know, I'm not going to tune in, you know, and I'm not well, saying get, these guys okay. aren't good workers. I'm not going to tune in to see the Hardys wrestle. I'm going to tune in to see their promos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be cool. It's it's a nice little loophole to actually bring over. And that's the thing is the Hardys have always been in tune with the fans, what the fans want. And they're like, okay, let's, let's figure this out. How the hell can we get this without breaking any laws? And they're like, oh, well, let's just, you know, do it something slightly different. Done. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Sign it. Deal. Like, it's beautiful. Like, honestly, I mean, I'm happy for them to have the ability to do what the hell they want to do. I'm happy that, you know, as a fan, we're going to get what we, for the most part, what we want in the whole Broken Hardies versus Woken Hardies thing. And that's, it's Mm -hmm. cool. It's going to be great. I mean, yeah, but like you said, what's the premise of me tuning in when I could just, you know, find it via YouTube, Twitter, whatever else? Well, let's talk about the other main event. Uh, Nakamura and Corbin. Now, I mean, and Meltzer said it too. Pretty much everyone right now is convinced Nakamura is gonna gonna beat uh, 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 Gender, and then Corbin's gonna cash in. I yeah, I, I think even even not watching for a while, and as soon as I saw on Twitter that first off, holy shit, John Cena almost died. Secondly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, and I, and I've heard too, and I don't remember who Good it was that God. reported it. I don't remember who I was listening to, but they were saying that uh, uh, as far as that bump goes, and that you know that near miss with Cena, that's on Cena. That wasn't yeah. oh, a yeah. fault of Nakamura. That's yeah. The, that's why, like when the, Nakamura apologized to him, John's like, "Don't be sorry." He's like, "That was my yeah. fault entirely." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing. You know, John's it, a big, the way I heard it say is, you know, you, move. You take your own bumps, and he didn't roll correctly. No. The end. You know. But, you know, I mean, I'm glad he's fine. I'm glad it's yeah. okay. But, but, uh, but back, to, said, you know, yeah. back to back to Nakamura and gender. As, as I mean, soon as I saw the results of, like, Nakamura going over, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, so you're yep. fucking cash in probably. Thanks. Yep. Like, I'm not well, done. But here's the thing, and this is what Meltzer said, and he put it so perfectly. Right now you've got gender. You're looking cool. at the prospect of changing from gender to Corbin. And, you know, and this isn't even my own personal bias, because I fucking hate Baron Corbin. This is Meltzer. Even Meltzer fucking is backing me up on this one. You literally compare gender and Corbin. What you have is gender without the promo. Gender without the impressive physique. Gender yeah. without XYZ. You're looking at someone who's less than gender, who's less over than gender. Like, why? Yeah. Why would you do that? No, I get that. I, mean, it, I don't know. I'm just hoping to Christ that, you know, WWE somewhere, somehow is paying attention to people being like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. And they're going to go, not so fast. Like, Dude, I'm hoping well, that, like, Corbin just... comes up, cashes in on Nakamura, and Nakamura goes, nope, fuck you, and just 
beats him. That's what I was just going to say. Uh, you know, every fucking time, you know, that I can remember in recent history, anytime anyone ever cashes in the money in the bank, they get it. Every time. The only person, the only person never actually cash in the money in the bank and win the title, believe it or not, is John Cena. No shit. The only I person ever cash in, yeah. And actually what's crazy is huh. the rumor for the longest time was that CM Punk was going to be the guy that cashed in and didn't win back when he won it at WrestleMania. And the last minute they changed their mind and they said, yeah, go for it. Put the belt on him. So wow. to this day, John Cena is the only person to cash in and not win the belt. Holy shit. I didn't know Which is that. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, that happened during a time that I wasn't watching, but that, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Have, um, I want to say like 2000 and uh, I'm not going to pretend to know. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing, though, is, you know, WWE is, fam you know, I will give credit where it's due. WWE is famous for swerving to the contrary of what everyone expects to happen. Uh-huh. You know, everyone's like, oh, well, well like, we know I mean, this is going to happen. They do yeah. something else. Well, go back to, like, SummerSlam, I want to say 2013 or whatever, when you had Daniel Bryan versus John Cena, world title match, Triple H, a special guest referee, and Triple H at the time was a face. He was, you know, the guy that was behind Daniel Bryan going, you got it, buddy. Like, I believe in you. No one else does. But I believe in you. And that was when Randy cashed in the money in the bank. And you're like, oh, okay, Randy's going to cash in. And then he starts walking up the ramp. And it's like, okay, maybe not. That's cool. And then Hunter hits him with the pedigree. And you're like, oh, great, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> I should have known, but I didn't. Like, that was, that was cool as shit, too. And, yeah, they're notorious for their ability to swerve and make the fans think one way and go the exact opposite. Like, everyone and their mother thought that John was going to go over Nakamura. And it was going to be Captain America versus the Indian bad guy. And Captain America was going to get his 18th world yeah. title. Yeah, it's true. And break Rick's record. And all of a sudden, Nakamura wins. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then everyone's just so quick to be negative and be like, oh, well, now Corbin's going to cash in and win. And, you know, Vince is going to shit all over us all over again. Like, yeah, you never know. I mean, again, maybe. Well, dude, that's the thing is, you know, Corbin, unfortunately, has some momentum with that briefcase. But I think this would be the perfect opportunity to get Nakamura doubly over, yeah, you know, someone that the crowd is buying into. I mean, you know, that's the thing. It's like you said, <clears throat> Corbin's running with the briefcase very, very well. So why not just try to extend that as long as you can? I mean, look at um, Dolph Ziggler. When Ziggler had the money in the bank and cashed in the night after WrestleMania, he had that shit for almost a year. He had it for like eight or nine months. And <laughs> it was beautiful. It worked so well. I mean, that briefcase at the end was fucked yeah. up because he used it so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, with, with fucking Corbin, like, if he was doing, like, legit creative shit, and, and this isn't on him, it's on the writing. It is. But if, if creative shit was being done with his feud with Nakamura, I'd be okay with it. But, mm -hmm. like, if I have to watch Nakamura come out to the ring one more time and fucking Corbin attack him from behind, I'm going to gouge my eyes out. Like, yeah. come up with something else, motherfucker. Like, that happened, like, three times back to back. Oh, yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, it's just you don't do the same fucking yeah. angle twice in a row. Like that's the thing is Corbin's Corbin's a big. I mean, this is me watching him at NXT. He's a big physical talent. You know what I mean? He's got some work to do, but he's still good in the ring. He's not like he's fucking guard. He's not stiff as shit. He's not Ultimate Warrior. I mean, but he's a big physical talent. And he can work virtually with anybody. It's just the gimmick is god awful, and the promos are just. God awful, but it's just like, give this man something to work with here. <laughs> yeah. Not just, you know, attacking the small Japanese guy every other week. Like, stupid. Like, okay, the money in the bank was a good start. Now let's build upon it. Not just, okay, you won the money in the bank and now you cash in. Like, it's too much too fast, in my opinion. 
Well, the only other thing I've got to talk about is GFW is garbage. Like, just what? garbage. No. Yes. <laughs> well, fuck it. I just read something online, and I can't. I don't know who it was. I don't know if the article even said who it was. But basically, there's a sponsor threatening to pull from uh, GFW because of the broken gimmick. What? They're no. they're literally they're literally saying like you know the fact that you're you, that you're doing this you know is not good for your image no. and as a result we're not partnering with you because you're fighting a battle that literally it's like why honestly well dude that's the thing is like any fucking anyone with a a basic understanding of wrestling is going to say, you know, the people that watch your show are are wrestling fans. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, they're fans of your show, but they're also wrestling fans. Yeah. And when they see what you're doing with this, the whole gimmick thing, it's not endearing them to your company. And right now, your company is starving for talent, starving for, oh, yeah. you know, for creativity. They're, you're starving for a lot of things. And this is not helping your fucking image. This is not, you know, garnering sympathy or interest in your product. It's making people hate you. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you're starting for talent, but nobody wants to fucking work with you because no. they don't know if they're going to get paid even. Yeah, dude. They're, 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 yeah, I heard that too. The, yeah, their, like, rep, their reputation of not paying people is still going That's the thing. It's like, I could see dumbass Jeff Jarrett and... God forbid, not really. God forbid. I would love to hear. I would love to have Jeff Jarrett listen to this one day and be like, "Oh, they could call me a dumbass." I'm gonna, you know, go find him. <laughs> I could see somewhere dumbass Jeff Jarrett just being like, "Well, shit, the Hardys got me again." Like, <laughs> and like, well, he's, dude, just, like he's fighting this battle. It's like one of those things. It's like, okay, so, dude, I don't know that Jeff Jarrett's a dumbass. I think Jeff Jarrett is a genius. Not well, not genius. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett is a smart enough. Yeah. Snake oil, snake yeah. oil salesman. Yes. he is yes. a snake oil salesman. Yes. He, he is the ultimate carny. He is a piece of shit. Yes. I don't know the story, <laughs> but I hear people reference all the time the fact that he fucked over his dad. I don't know the story, but that's what I've been heard a hundred well, times. I'm sure. I, I believe it. that's the thing. Is if you said, "Oh, Jeff Jarrett fucked over his dad and took X amount of money or whatever dumb shit he did," I'd be like, "Well, yeah, that's Jeff Jarrett." Like, yeah, duh. <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. It's just you're fighting a battle and. Not, not to shit on the state of Nebraska, but it's a lot like the state of Nebraska is the broken gimmick. Nebraska, there's not really a whole lot there. Yeah, you have, like, the university. You have some nice cities. You're like, you know, whatever. But there's not a whole lot there. You're fighting a war for the state of Nebraska. Congratulations. <laughs> you won it. What the fuck are you going to do with it? Yeah. You have nothing to do. You can't win the broken gimmick. You can't win this legal battle and get the broken gimmick. And go, okay, you and, uh, yeah, you in the back. We're going to strap this on you, and you guys are going to take it to the fucking moon. And you guys are going to yeah. stars, and you're going to sell merchandise out the ass, and you're going to yep. be the, you know, knight in shining armors and the savior of global force wrestling. No, because it's only going to work with two fucking people, and guess what? They're in WWE now. Yep. And congratulations once again, whomever. You're spending a lot of money on a legal battle that's going to amount to fucking nothing. That's going to amount to the state of Nebraska. You're not going to win a fucking thing. <laughs> like what? Okay, yeah, you beat Vince in a legal battle, bragging rights. Oh yeah, but that's yeah, but this is this isn't game. between them and Vince. It's between them and the Hardys. Well, no, yeah, WWE staying yeah, out of it. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm saying it's like you beat. I mean, I'm I'm sure Vince is feeding some legal help here, some in some facet. Possibly. I'm sure that WWE is helping in some way. That's the thing. It's like I'm like. You could you could strap it to your belt and say, "Oh yeah, like I beat a WWE product in a legal battle." Cool. Well, what'd you get? 
well, I got this cool gimmick. Okay, well, let, let, let's let's see it. Well, okay, well, it's not going to work with anyone else, but, but we got the rights to it. Cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> congrats. What the fuck, man? Like, it's just well, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I, there's been so many. I mean, it's been talked about so many times. I don't remember the details anymore. But I thought that there was something about they had a deal worked out with the broken gimmick. They were going to sell it to them for, like, fucking, I don't know, $15,000 or something. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme, it wasn't that much money. But at the last second, wasn't I thought I heard it was Jeff Jarrett altered the deal and said, well, yeah, but we want this too. And they were like, well, no. And then yeah, the, I believe the deal fell yeah, through. I believe it. I'm, I'm sure. And yeah, I'm sure if you look that up, it's existent somewhere. Yeah. Especially with Jeff Jarrett being involved. I'm sure he was like, he, he's the man you, you give him an inch and he wants two and a half miles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, <laughs> this isn't what, no, that's not what this is about at all. <laughs> well, what else is on your mind? Cause I, I don't think I've got anything else. I mean, I don't have I don't have much else to. There's not a lot to talk about. I mean, the new- dude. I'll be honest. The, the thing that's keeping me uh, interested in wrestling right now is fucking reading uh, uh, hardcore history, the extremely unauthorized story of ECW by Scott E. Williams, and uh, the rise and fall of ECW by WWE. I got those two books in the mail, and I'm watching you know hardcore TV on the network. Yeah. If if it wasn't for those two things, I really would oh. probably not have much interest well, in wrestling like, right now. Dude, when Kayla was gone for the week, I watched Nitro out the ass. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. yeah, another... Th- oh, wait, no, but I talked about this on the last podcast, about uh, uh, Keeping It 2000, that mm-hmm. podcast that was talking about the old Nitros. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just... Yeah, that's right. I talked about yeah, it last pretty, time. Go I'm ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. I watched probably from the beginning up until... I think I made it to Bash on the Beach. Nice. I mean, I mean, it, that's, I think, 40-some-odd episodes or whatever, but like... Holy shit, yeah. It's like, I mean, they're like an hour long. Uh, I fast-forwarded through some of the shit like I didn't want to see. Like, I don't give a fuck to see certain things. Yeah. So, like, I fast-forwarded through a bit of it. But it's just like, watching, like, can you imagine watching that in real time and just being like, holy fuck, like, especially when a Scott Hall shows up. Oh, my God. And you're, just, you're, you're, yeah. in that, you're in that mindset of, like, oh, my God, this guy's not supposed to be here. Like. Yeah, yeah. And even when, like, Luger showed up, you're just kind of like, well, damn. And it's, then you listen to, like, everything in the retrospect, and you're like, oh, well. That sucks for them because Luger sucked as a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love, sucked I then. He's a good yeah. guy now, but yeah, oh, he yeah. was a piece of shit. I love listening to like Pritchard and all them talk about him and talk about like Warrior. And yeah, it's so funny. I mean, God forbid, you know, we talk about the dead, but like the times they just shit on the Ultimate Warrior. Oh yeah, well, dude, and, uh, oh, it, it, that, that's not just Pritchard. I mean, everyone everybody. has talked oh, about yeah, what a horrible it's, it's, person it's, he was to oh, work yeah. with. It's it's very warranted. My favorite's when they talk about. Well, my two favorites are when they talk about uh, when they fuck with the Ultimate Warrior, when they put him in the casket, when he was in the uh, the feud with the Undertaker, and they put him in the casket, and they just start smacking the shit out of him with a sledgehammer, and he's like, "Oh yeah, can you imagine <laughs> being Hellwig inside of that, just getting everything <laughs> ringing around you?" Oh my god! And I also love when they talk about uh, when he used to do his work with Andre, and both guys. I mean, Andre's massive, so he doesn't really move a lot, and Ultimate Warrior is stiff as shit in the ring, and. Andre used to hate when he would like climb on his back and start doing shit. He would just turn around and just punch him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. Like, that's great. The big ass fist just cracking you in the sack. Like, oh man, I'd be pissed off. I know I'd be pissed off. But from the other side, that'd be hilarious. Well, how many weeks out are we from SummerSlam? When is that? I want to say three. Is it the 20th or the 27th? I think it's the 20th. Yeah. So, okay. So two weeks from now. So two weeks out. Yeah. Are you are are you gonna be able to make it to Akron? Uh, I don't know. I I know next week 
or now yeah, this week actually we're going to Myrtle Beach, which is cool. Kind of got sprung on the last minute, but it's cool. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I have to play it probably by ear probably that week, but I would like to. <laughs> yeah, dude, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like if you could come down like on Sunday, even like a little bit early, and we could do a fucking uh, a podcast from right here in the in the studio. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. All right, man. Let's get out of here. See you. Okay.